podcast that brings you one guest, one question, one answer. Business insights in minutes, not hours. With your host, the small business and franchise expert, Gary Okio Grosso. Hello again, and welcome to another edition of Mastermind Minutes. My name is Gary Grosso. I'm the managing partner of Franchise Growth Solutions and the publisher of FranchiseMoneyMaker.com. And you can learn more about that uh, by clicking any of the links below the uh, webcast in the bio. And for those of you who are joining us for the very first time, Mastermind Minutes is a very simple concept. It's a webcast slash podcast. We typically have one guest. We ask one question or one topic. Uh, We share insights and we do it in minutes, not hours. Uh, We always realize that uh, those minutes may not be enough. So again, contact information if you want to learn more about our guest or the concept or more about Franchise Growth Solutions. As I mentioned, again, all of the links uh, will be in the bio of the podcast. So please feel free to, uh, to connect. Today, my guest is Charles Watson, and he is the CEO of Tropical Smoothie Cafe. He focuses on the strategic vision and the sustainable growth of the franchise system. Now, prior to being named the CEO in December of 2012, Charles served as the chief development officer for Tropical Smoothie Cafe. And under his leadership, uh, the brand grew from 265 units to 725 units. Today, Tropical Smoothie Cafe uh, currently is nearly 1,000 units nationwide, which is absolutely incredible. We'll talk about that. Uh, Charles is a veteran uh, franchise professional. Uh, He's worked with several hospitality-related companies, and uh, he's a graduate of the hotel school at Cornell University and holds an MBA from the Terry School of Business at the University of Georgia. So uh, with that as the introduction, Charles, first, let me thank you for being here today with us. I truly appreciate it. I also want to take a minute to thank you uh, for your time for the interview we did in Forbes back in the pandemic. We didn't actually have the opportunity to do it face to face. We we were forced to kind of do it digitally, but um, the article was terrific. And we, we really enjoyed your insights on how you guided Trump Tropical uh, Smoothie Cafe through the pandemic and how your franchisees got on board and how you supported them. So I just wanted to thank you for that up front. No, thank you, Gary. But I will have to say I look a lot better with the video off. So <laughs> it really worked out well. No, well, listen, I love the background. Um, I, uh, you know, I love the the whole tropical piece. Before we get into the question or the topic, um, let me just ask you to just you know, take a couple minutes, maybe tell us about Tropical Smoothie Cafe, the kind of the history, the growth of it, and a little bit more about your background, and then we'll we'll get to our question. Sure, and, and thank you for the opportunity to do so, Gary. I appreciate everything you do in the industry and your leadership, so it's, a, it's an honor and a privilege thank to you. be with you. What, what I would tell you is that from a Tropical Smoothie story, uh, it has been uh, a heck of a ride. In the past two years, I'm sure you've had plenty of guests. I, I don't know if we're working in dog years uh, these days <laughs> or what, but uh, my CIO just came to me. We were talking to somebody and he said, he's introducing himself and he said, I've been, I've been with the brand coming up right on two years. And I went, 
you've only been here two years. Feels like you've been here like seven years. Um, but Tropical Smoothie was founded in 1997. We, we like to say we were born on a beach. Uh, and that really is the origin story. Destin, Florida, a uh, very popular place for people to go on vacation, white sand beaches, nice clear water. Uh, and our two founders, it's a great American dream story, Gary. You talk to these folks all the time. It was two guys who went to high school together and drank beer in the basement together. And one was a blimpy franchisee. One was a Subway franchisee. And they wanted to sell smoothies. And this is back in 93, 94. Smoothies weren't every day like they are now. Neither one of the brands wanted to do that. And Tropical Smoothie Cafe was born, right? It was born on a, we'll do it ourselves. Um, and it's just been an incredible growth story from the, the, the origin entrepreneurs um, all the way through private equity ownership and moving the company from Destin to Atlanta and just continually growing the unit count. And, and most importantly, growing our franchise family, as you know, as well as anyone, there, there is no franchise business without franchisees. And so any credit that I would give to Tropical Smoothie is credit to our franchisees who, who live and breathe this brand every day and all of their hard work over the past 25 years. It's our 25th uh, anniversary year actually wow. next year. So I'm super, super excited about that. We have been on a tear, Gary. I, I believe that we have, uh, we're an overnight success after 25 years. <laughs> we have hit yeah. the inflection point. Uh, Tropical Smoothie Cafe got through that. We got through the pandemic. We opened 99 new cafes and we drove seven and a half percent comp sales in a pandemic. I'm very proud of that. I'm proud of my franchisees that executed. When we look at 2021 and how we're doing, when I talk about an inflection point, the brand, what's today? September 3rd? Yeah. We're plus 27.6 year to date in comp sales. We've opened 85 new locations. And I'm pretty sure we still got four months left in the year. <laughs> so we're having a great year. But what's important about that, when I look at the trailing 12 sales numbers, you know me, you said it. I'm an old chief development officer. I care about the business model. Can this business model create income, wealth, and equity for my franchisees? And we have been able to do that for many years but we're at a different level now. Our trailing 12 has us at a million dollar AUV at about a $375,000 development cost. That is a model that works. And in restaurants that provides a lot of flow through and a lot of cash to our individual franchisees to allow them to pay down their debt quicker, open their next cafe. So I could not be more excited about where we are because pushing a three to one investment ratio is game changing. Having a thousand units is game changing. So I think we are well positioned to continue to grow this brand and continue to connect with our guests because that's what it's all about. We better have fantastic food and smoothies if we want to keep this train rolling. And I believe we do. Yeah. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I, first of all, the numbers are staggering because the, the, first of all, those numbers would be uh, envious in, in any year, let alone in a year where basically the world was shut down. Um, I think that's a testimonial to the to the brand, to the success of the brand, the relationship that the franchisor has with its franchisees. Um, you know, I, I'm going to kind of um, just go off format here for a minute because there was something I remember you you had mentioned in the Forbes article that I think is is it warrants talking about just for a minute here, and that is, if I recall, and I don't remember the percentage, but it sounded like the bulk of your new units are being opened by existing franchisees. Do I recall that correctly? It, it is one of the, it's the number that I'm probably the most proud of after franchisee profitability. 70% of our new openings are from existing franchisees. Yeah. We have a thousand units 
Gary, we have a lot of franchisees. We have 450 franchisees. So that's two, 2.2 locations per franchisee. We are emboldening the American dream. We're not, we have four franchisees that all own 250 locations, right? Um, but 70%. So what that tells me as a franchisor is we're doing something right. And people have a business model where they can make money, uh, enjoy what they do, and they want to open a second and a third. And that what that turns into is, okay, we, we have five franchisees that own 20 locations. So that that continues to drive the growth. Yeah. So yeah, 70%. I, I look, I love I love where you're coming from, um, you know, as somebody who has been a chief development officer myself for a couple of companies throughout the years. For me, like you, it is about the business model. But the result of the business model is the you know, I sum it up as more time, more money for the franchisee. You know, that's what they're doing. Right. And, and you said that the number you're you're most proud of is franchisee franchisee profitability, which leads to franchisees wanting to open more units. So as I often tell my clients, mostly uh, most of them are emerging brands or startups. Uh, You know, my, my kind of drumming into their head is everything touches everything else. There's nothing in a franchise system that's in a vacuum. Everything touches everything else. And the most important thing is that you need to work diligently and make it a priority that your franchisees must get profitable, get profitable quickly, keep handing them ideas, proven systems to help them make more money, have more time. Because if you do that, a few things are going to happen. Number one, they're going to want to open more units. And I think Tropical Tropical Smoothie Cafe is a perfect example of that. But, but additionally, the validation that they will give to new franchisees coming into the system who want to know about the brand, the franchisees will just validate in a way that, that you, couldn't, you couldn't pay for that type of, of PR. So yes. I'm on board with you. I'm a business model guy. Not that not that I negate the prof, the, 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 the product. I think that's important. Uh, the decor, the culture, the mission, it's all important, but it all has to lead to a business model that works for franchisees. That's Agreed. what it's all about. So, Agreed. so let's get to, let's, let's get to the question here. And, and it, it really has to do with kind of restaurants in general, but um, something that uh, a term that that you use that that is a combination of things, and I know you've got a background in hospitality. So, so the question really is: is you know why why should restaurants think of themselves? And, and I'm going to use your word uh, as uh, hospitechnology, if I'm, if I'm saying it properly, which is kind of the combination of the hospitality piece and today's technology or the tech stack, as as we like to say. Talk to us about that because it's an interesting concept. I knew someone would eventually pick up on my goofy word and actually I, love it. <laughs> I knew what the hell I was talking about with it. Yes, <laughs> hospitality, right? And it's a little out there, but hopefully it sticks in your head. And yep, I'm, I'm an old hotel guy. My dad was in the restaurant business. I grew up washing dishes. Many of us did in the service industry, right? Yeah. That's nothing special, but love the hospitality piece. That was my, my education, my background, my learning. Um, hotels, obviously, it's a huge part of it as well in my, in my early career. <clears throat> and I'm not new to the game by saying that technology is completely up, upending, um, disrupting the restaurant business. Um, other leaders have been saying this for 10 years, right? Other brands have been putting big dollars against it for many years, right? You may, you may work with emerging franchisors. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm a, in the middle and I'm not, I'm not spending the type of money that some of the large competitors that we, that we all know are, um, but I've got to keep up with that. So we've got the fact that we serve 
food, smoothies, some sort of product or service. And then we've got all this technology banging us in the face, which the, the purpose of that technology is convenience. That's it. Convenience. Remember when you used to get go to MapQuest and print out the uh, directions? Yeah. Like, you've got ways, right? <laughs> Remember when you actually used to go to a bank and like deposit something or, uh, you know, write out a slip to get $100 out of your checking account to go to Vegas? Yeah. It's all convenience across every aspect of our lives. Obviously, we've talked ad nauseum about the pandemic speeding this up. Absolutely, it speeded it up. Curbside, app, web, third-party delivery, et cetera. Those, those are merely channels. Those are channels through which I deliver smoothies and food to guests, right? So if you walked into a Tropical Smoothie Cafe, what have we spent the past 25 years doing? Training our franchises. Hello, welcome to Tropical Smoothie Cafe. How can, I, how can I help you today? Oh, would you like a suggestion? Fantastic. Try our Island Green Smoothie. It's spinach, kale, pineapple, mango, and banana. It really pair, pairs well with our chicken pesto flatbread. You should try that, right? The standard hospitality integration, smiles, all, all that kind of stuff. Well, what do you do when somebody pl- starts an order digitally? They send it in, you put it in a bag, they grab it, and they walk out of the door and they never see you. What if you never even see them because a delivery driver comes and grabs it and takes it to somebody and you, you, you don't have any guest interaction? That is the piece, Gary, that franchisees who've been in the restaurant business for a long time, we call it the, you, you're familiar with the change curve, right? Yeah. The business is changing. We don't like the change curve. We like the way things were done in the old days. But what do we know now? Boy, way sure is easy. I sure do like turning it on for directions. We're going through the same thing in the restaurant business. My experience in the hotel space about 15 years ago was Expedia, Travelocity, the disintermediation of hotel room inventory. We want to, they, they, they want to take our inventory and sell it and, and make money through doing that. Well, but it's our inventory. Why are they making a cut on it? Right. And so when I worked at Intercontinental Hotels, we worked on the lowest internet rate guarantee to ensure that the pricing through the proprietary channel was always the lowest and always the best. Restaurants, I love restaurants, but we're typically 10 to 15 years behind hotels. <laughs> so we're yeah. going through that disintermediation now, and it has gone into warp speed through the pandemic. So with all those learnings, hospitality comes from how do we create hospitality in new channels that don't liken themselves for traditional welcome to tropical smoothie uh, hospitality? Well, we need to figure that out. And all the great brands will figure that out mm-hmm. because as, a, as an order is placed digitally and it's an app order, what does that look like? As it's placed through DoorDash, what does that look like? Um, and the old school walk into the cafe and order at the POS. Each one of those channels in each one of those customer journeys, in my opinion, has one or two key aspects that have to be perfect. And that is what the new hospitality will be. Because for a pickup order or a third-party order, I just want it in 30 minutes, the temperature right, and my order right. That's it. You do those three things, you have delivered me hospitality. There's no smiles. There's, no, there's none of that. Yeah. So each one of those channels, we have to define exactly what that is and meet our guest's expectation in different channels with different forms of hospitality. No, I, and and I hear you, and I and I agree. It, it does raise a few thoughts uh, in my mind as I as I'm following what you're saying. Um, and yes, I mean the entire industry has been disrupted in in a good way, I believe, because you know as as you mentioned, and I've talked with guests about how the pandemic pushed us five years ahead in the technology because a lot of this stuff already existed. This this is not. 
This wasn't invented during the pandemic, you know, third party platforms and apps, but people became forced to use them. So kind of the set in their ways, oh, this is the way we've always done it. Now, all of a sudden, they were forced to do it a different way. So I love that. Um, but the two things that come to my mind as I'm listening to you, you know, I always view and why I love franchising as a, as a business model is because I, I really believe that so much of the franchise experience and the franchise restaurant experience is based on the brand elements and, and really the experience of being in a facility and how do you speak to the brand? How do you look to the, you know, the consumer facing look, the colors, the vibe, what challenges do you face or did you face trying to get, if you, if you tried trying to get some of the brand equity, so to speak of tropical smoothie cafe into an app when it just becomes very clinical. And if you break it down to the three things you mentioned, well, I guess my immediate reaction is, well, everyone is going to be doing those same three things. Mm -hmm. How do you set yourself apart on an app? Yes. And the reason I mentioned those three things, and you're exactly right, that should be with every order. But you know what? We all know if you fall on one of those, you've already lost. Right. Yes. So it's, I always like to talk about the basics and the foundation, do that. And then these two things. So to your point of the app, I will tell you as, as CEO of the brand, I've looked at a lot of slides and a lot of mock-ups mm -hmm. for what those app pages look like. You, you wouldn't think I'd be spending a lot of time on that, but I want to see them because that is how the brand gets translated to that, right? We have our senses, right? Brands are sensory in their nature. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're, we're really only using one sense here, which is sight, right? So it better be pretty good to get that brand messaging across. Um, and so, yeah, we spend a lot of time to make sure that the brand essence is coming across uh, visually. Secondarily, for Tropical Smoothie Cafe, uh, we're a place that's open to all, easy breezy, right? It should be easy, convenient, fun, we're modeled on the idea of an escape, a 10 minute vacation, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think that app needs to be efficient? If I'm trying to create a 10 minute vacation, shouldn't, the, shouldn't that ordering be pretty easy? Yeah. Yes, it should be. So as real life examples, literally on Tuesday, we launched the ability and you might say, gosh, I didn't know you didn't have this. The ability to customize your smoothie, add this, take that out, et cetera. It's a lot harder than you think. It costs a lot more money than you think. We launched that on Tuesday. What's next? Food customization. It's being able to give the guest everything that they can do in a cafe on their iPhone, right? And so spending a lot of time and dollars on that is important because that is the guest experience now. That is the guest journey. And so it has to be there. And are we all the way there? Obviously not if we just added customization yesterday. Yeah. Um, so moving in that direction and continue to get the brand across uh, and knowing that convenience kills. Convenience yeah. is the thing that we have to have. I, I, I agree. So so if I can repeat back, just so I'm sure I understand it from my learning is we're talking about the app or any, it could be your website. There has to be the visual appeal that connects to the brand sure. and the functionality has to have the same level of simplicity and ease. And I guess not give you aggravation, so to speak, that you would experience going into a tropical smoothie cafe where it's a pleasant vacation type of experience, as you mentioned. Well, I, I look, I think that's challenging. Um, and, and yeah, you're right. I mean, you're going to, it's probably never one and done. You will always be evolving that right. the other, the other thought that comes to my mind, and I've spoken with so many people about apps and technology. And sometimes what I find is some folks 
it, it almost appears that they're distracted by the shiny objects, the newest, latest, and greatest. And I, I interviewed um, this, the, the president of, of Penn Station Subs, who they had an app and they got rid of it. Uh, they found no one was using it. Now, we, I didn't see the app, so I don't know what it was like. But, you know, his position was, you know, we got, we got involved in this and it wasn't right for our brand. He wasn't saying it wasn't a, the right thing to do for other brands. And I thought to myself, okay, yeah, this is, again, the shiny object. So how do you discipline yourself and maybe your franchisees? Because you probably have franchisees that come to you and say, hey, what about this? And what about that? And can we use this? And can we use that? How do you create that plan and that vision so that you're not distracted by the shiny objects that live in the tech world today? Well, the one thing I would tell you about the shiny, listen, we've Trial, trial and error, <laughs> trial and error. If I'm being honest, I know my franchisees would say that. Hey, remember when Charles tried to do that? And then we somehow we went with another vendor. I don't know what happened there. Yeah. So trial and error for sure. But the the shiny object, um, I'm a process thinker, right? Okay. There's there's probably I could give you a list of 50 things if I could snap my fingers that we would do tomorrow. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. You have to do A, then B, then C, then D right? We've got to do it in a linear fashion. So as much as I'd like to have geolocated, uh, geo, geolocation in our, uh, in our cafes where we're reading the eyeballs through a digital menu board uh-huh. or buying an AI company like McDonald's, I, I wish I had that, but I don't. But you know what I have to do, Gary? The first thing, I've got to get all the franchisees on the same POS system that is cloud enabled. Right. Okay. I got yeah. 400 on right now. By the middle, middle end of next year, I'll have every cafe on that. And you know what that does? That unlocks the first three bells and whistles. Right. Once those first three bells and whistles are in, and we're going to prioritize those based on one, you know, franchisee ease, operational ease, and, and obviously one A, one B, what the guest demands and what the guest wants. So I have no problem with, and, and again, I forget his name, but I've met him many times, the president of Penn Station, great guy, smart. And that's the right decision for his brand, right? There is, they have a high, very high quality product, et cetera. For us, we're highly portable. 65% of our business is in a beverage, right? And so we, we have to live here. We have to play here. The convenience and ease, um, we have to be there. And we have to make that as frictionless a journey as possible. I'm not saying anything new that you haven't heard a thousand times. All I'm telling you is that you have to be disciplined about blocking and tackling. When I think about stuff that isn't sexy, that's really important, Gary, you know, one of the major roadmap items for Tropical Smoothie in 2022 is packaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wow, Charles, you are so smart. Packaging, <laughs> getting the bags right and the tape and the blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's wow. really important. But I got to do that before I do some other bell yeah. and whistle about, you know, and, geolocating my dog in uh, Indianapolis. Yeah. You know? And I think, I think that's the key that, you know, when I, when I talk about shiny objects, there's nothing wrong with shiny objects, as long as they're properly placed in the evolution of the brand. So you're right. You have to take care of the packaging and you have to take care of how you're going to phase in the technology to right. your franchisees, especially because, you know, if you think about, if you think about it as like turning a ship, you've got a pretty big ship right now to turn, you know, you've got almost a thousand units. That's, you know, that doesn't happen overnight. Right. So I'm, I'm certainly, I'm certainly in sync with, with that. And I think the, the technology that continues to roll out um, much of it, I can't say all of it. I don't know all of it, but much of it uh, really does help franchisees and even independent restaurateurs. I've seen it 
with my own eyes over the last year about how, um, you know, startup brands get a lot smarter uh, when they start using cloud-based POS systems, which we always put in before we'll do, we, we do a lot of franchise development work. In addition to sales, we'll, we'll take the mom and pop operator who's got four or five units and wants to franchise it. Well, we'll franchise that. And a lot of our work is getting them up to speed or getting them up to date with things like cloud-based POS systems or back-end technology for their inventory or food cost or theoretical food costs. And when I use the term theoretical food costs, sometimes their eyes glaze over, but look, it's, it's, it's all part of the, it's all part of the learning process. So um, I guess just to kind of wrap it up here. And for those of you who just joined us again, we're speaking with Charles Watson, the CEO of Tropical Smoothie Cafe. And we're talking about, kind of the the blend here of hospitality and technology and and the term that Charles has coined is hospitology. I got that right, right? You got it right. You got it right. Okay. Hospitology. And I, I'm going to start using that word because I want to promote, I want to promote the idea that you're <laughs> pushing this because I think it really speaks to, to a, a topic that's important in the restaurant industry right now. But what could you leave us with? You know, again, as I mentioned, I'm dealing with emerging brands. What advice could you give an emerging brand uh, to think about as it relates to hospitality, keeping in mind what you said earlier that, you know, hey, you're not, you know, you're not the 10,000 or 20,000 unit brand, but you're not the 50 unit brand. What insight could you share with the 50 unit brand to help us get to the thousand unit level like Tropical Smoothie Cafe? Well, I, I think you always put your guest in the center, right? What is your guest need? And I think we had a good conversation on what I need versus what uh, Penn Station. I think those are good, great examples. Um, keep the guests in the center. What do they need? What do they need most importantly versus kind of importantly versus that'd be a nice to have. And, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, keep it, keep it simple, stupid, right? You know this. If you don't have a point of sale system or a back office system, we're rolling out both of those new to our system to upgrade the technology. So you might think we're big and have it all figured out. We're, we're doing the same thing. When you're 50 units, you can do it right the first time. Mm-hmm. If, if I got to magically snap my fingers and start over, there, there's many things we would do differently. And, and the one thing I would say, Gary, and I love doing this because I like you, I love franchising and I love sharing. The greatest thing about the franchise business is that we all share, right? Yes. So see Watson at tropicalsmoothie.com. Email me. I'll tell you what we did right and what we did wrong. And we can share those best practices amongst ourselves. Um, and we can, we can really help one another because at the end of the day, it's about the guest. I serve wraps and flatbreads and smoothies. <clears throat> Somebody else might serve chicken sandwiches. At the end of the day, we all just want to serve the guest. And you know what? We're battling for three different day parts a day. We're battling for a share of stomach. There's a yeah. lot to go around, right? Yeah. And the better we evolve as an industry, if I'm just talking the restaurant industry versus franchising, the better we'll be. The best advice I've ever gotten are from other franchise executives who are open and honest and transparent and say, I tried this, it didn't work, or I tried this and it did, let me help. Um, And I think there's a lot of people in this business, yourself included very much, Gary, that are here to help and don't need a thing for it. Just want to help to help and, and to serve all of our end guests. Well, I, 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 first of all, I appreciate your kind words and I agree hundred percent. There is something about the franchising industry. And before I was in franchising many, many, many years ago, 
uh, I was in the radio business and it wasn't a very helpful industry. Actually, everyone was looking for your job uh, <laughs> at that point. And, um, uh, you know, I, I started out in the business as a franchisee of Dunkin' Donuts way back. I mean, in the 1980s, I tell people when dinosaurs ruled the world. <laughs> but the, 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 the camaraderie and the, the, the franchise, the, you know, the whole family aspect and the sharing is tremendous. I mean, uh, later on this month, I'll be at Springboard in Philadelphia, which is a conference, as you know, designed for emerging brands. And I, I as I mentioned before, we, we went on the air. I, I, I urge every one of my clients to go because there's so much information that people are sharing. And I don't, I don't see that in other industries, not that I'm so involved in other industries, but I, I just don't hear about that in other industries. So um, you've already given us um, insight or information on how to contact you. If you want to give that again, that, that would be great. Um, And, uh, and then anyone who wants to learn more about the brand or is interested in the brand, they can go to, your website, correct? So yeah, one tropical smoothie, yeah, uh, tropical smoothie franchise.com or just tropical smoothie.com. Obviously, one of those is a franchise development website. Yeah. Uh, and questions or comments, let me know. Uh, Charles Watson, C Watson at tropical smoothie.com. I'm here, Great. we're all here to serve one another, Gary. Absolutely wonderful. Well, again, thank you so much for your time today. I truly appreciate it. Your insights are 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 very valued in the industry. Um, you know, the the job that that you and your team have done over at Tropical Smoothie Cafe is envious. Um, it's you know, it's it's a it's a brand that is becoming a model for emerging other emerging brands. Um, and you know, when I say that, you know, in all sincerity, because there are not a lot of brands out there that you want to imitate or watch what they're doing. Um, but Tropical Smoothie Cafe is absolutely one of the brands that that other brands are watching and should watch. So testimonial to you, my friend. Huge, huge compliment. I appreciate it. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to thank great. our franchisees. Yeah, great. And I'll see you soon. Thanks, Gary. Bye-bye. Be well.